This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome to another episode of the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. It's Michael here, and I've got Paula Alphonse on the line. Hey, Paula, how are you? I'm doing good, Michael. Great. How about you? I'm great. Great to have you on the show today. Uh, I always love talking with people that share my passion for helping other people with a variety of different things. And in particular, you know, one of the things that you help people with is a subject that I know very well and my listeners know very well, and that's burnout. So tell us a little bit why you got into that space, why you chose to, to help people uh, with you know, fighting burnout and being rid of it once and for all, and uh, maybe a little bit of your backstory and your own burnout story. Okay. Um, I could start by saying that I've been in the classroom uh, and in the work environment. I work for the public service in Canada and I have people coming in and out in the classroom and I see some trends. I see some people doing, uh, doing things to themselves or on, on the sense that I'm working but overdoing in some ways and tolerating some uh, behavior or some workload issues and things like that. And I know it's not sustainable. Uh, and I recognize that because I was there. I was doing this and it, it, it took its own toll on me. And from there on, I'm aiming to help not only organization but individuals because the reality is it's the individuals within uh, the organization that are perpetrating keep doing the same cycle of things. So how do we help them? be better with themselves, their self-management, but also management of the environment. Most of the people I work with are managers and leaders in organizations. So it's this part where you have to understand the impact of your behavior on some uh, trends that you see within your organization. Part of making an, uh, an organization sustainable is ensuring that we take care of the people. And if we're not doing that, then it creates other type of challenges. So that's pretty much the way I enter into that conversation. And sometimes it's, um, how could I say, uncomfortable because some people are so ingrained into their behavior that they find themselves, how could I say, not even recognizing when they're going down the, the path of burnout. And even if you try to get their attention, it's like, it's just temporary, it's just temporary. And then one day you no longer see them in the workplace and you wonder what happened. And then you find out, yes, there was this incident, the person is on extended leave and then you realize that's it. You burn yourself out. So. Yeah, I know that. I know that. Oh, too well. And you know, when people, you know, don't recognize that they're burned out or that, like you said, they think it's temporary and um, spoiler alert, kids, three years is not temporary. Uh, yeah, no. uh, it's that's, that's uh, something that's uh, long withstanding. And, and believe me, you know, taking a couple weeks off of work doesn't fix it no. because the ingredients that led up to your burnout are still there. That's exactly it. And the first thing for me in those conversations is to realize how did I contribute to me getting into the burnout? Because there's those things we do and we don't realize um, we're actually setting up 
ourselves up for it, either whether you're a people pleaser or you're trying to showcase what it is that you're so good at. And then without realizing your expectations are too high for the time, because we still have 24 hours per day, period. Whichever level, whichever task, whichever uh, goal I'm trying to achieve, every single one of us has 24 hours per day, period. So if you don't have, you don't keep enough time to, um, uh, how could I say, resource yourself and uh, free up that brain, because our brain works 24-7, period. Uh, whether we're uh, aware of it or not, even when we're sleeping, the brain keeps working. But if you keep uh, pulling or stretching that brain, at a moment, it's going to snap. It's like an elastic band. If you uh, stretch it around a big bottle for a long time, then it never goes back to its original state. state. And that's what burnout is. Once you overstretch your brain, um, even if you rest, you're going to be uh, seeing the, the result of that overstretching for a very long time. So it requires for you to put boundaries. Otherwise, you'll find yourself right back in the same situation, whether it's a couple of months, a couple of years later, because you haven't changed your behavior. Yeah, it's spot on. And even with my burnout, which was, you know, about a decade ago now, even I even noticed some symptoms last year. And, okay. and now this is, you know, well after launching Breakfast Leadership and talking with people about boundaries and burnout and writing a book and all the things that I've done. I noticed uh, in, in the summer of 2018 that I was approaching it. Now, I, I was nowhere near the state that I needed to be in order to be what, you know, what I felt when I was completely burned out. But I knew that if I didn't make some adjustments to, mm -hmm. to my schedule, um, that I was going to be in trouble. Yeah. So what I ended up doing was, and this is an exercise that I do all the time, is I always look ahead, you know, three or four months, sometimes six months into the year to see, you know, what's going on with my schedule and other things that are going on. And historically for me, autumn has always been a very busy time of year. It's when there's mm -hmm. a lot of work to be done. Um, everyone comes back from their summer break and they're all full of energy. And if you worked all summer, you don't have the energy because they took it all. And so you're... <laughs> So you're, you're literally yeah. going, okay. And everyone's, you know, gung ho, let's do this. Or let, let's yeah. finish the MTK. year strong. Yeah. And you're like, um, finish the year strong. I'm just hoping to finish the year. And, and, and basically I, I saw that that was going to be a potential issue. So from the podcast standpoint, first thing I did was after about the middle of November, I rescheduled every one of my interviews. So from November 15th until I think January 8th or 9th of mm -hmm. this year, 2019, I didn't have a single interview. I canceled or rescheduled them all. And I also blocked off any type of work or trips. I used vacation time, all of this kind of stuff. So I more or less took the last six weeks of the year off. Now, for somebody that's a type A driven entrepreneur, you tell somebody, you know, I'm taking the last part of the year completely off. Everyone's like, whoa, how did you do that? I, I, I did. Mm -hmm. that's, how, that's how I did it. Because I knew that I needed to do that because I anticipated that 2019 was going to be like a good colleague of mine has coined it, 
a very weird and wild year. And he has been spot on so far uh, on how weird and wild this year has been. But I entered the year with clarity. Yes. Uh, a new approach on how I was going to do things. Mm-hmm. You know, I've already blocked off the last six weeks of 2019 for oh, time off. Anticipation, yes. I'm yes. Like, Let's just do that. Now, of course, you know, I'm also taking some vacation time in early November, so I may need to do something at that time, but we'll deal with it then. Mm-hmm. But it was a case of really establishing boundaries around my time. And you hit it right on the head. We all get 24 hours. What are we going to do with it? Yeah. And something for me, uh, oftentimes in those conversations, is helping people realize what they're doing uh, and what are the choices they're making every day that is creating the challenge. So sometimes by just going with the flow, I'm not allowing myself to take that distance to figure out is this working for me? Am I able to achieve what I want to achieve? And is this sustainable over a longer period of time? And as you said, you looked at your story, you look at the path, you look at your energy level, and you say, need to change that script, need to do something different, need to figure out how do I move forward. And if I don't do that, it's understanding that I'm going to pay the price. So for me, changing that script is about making a different choice almost every other day. It's the sense where if something is feeling like a pressure and you realize how long can I sustain it? Because it's not sustainable. The brain is not one of those. There's no replacement for the brain. Let's put it like that. I break one leg. I can use a crutch. I can uh, use the other leg to help me move forward. But guess what? There's only one brain. You mess it up, the whole thing shuts down. And that's what is burnout. Yeah, that's a great, great description of it. And it's amazing how often people get into this state. And, and, and you know this because you work in this space. Uh, it's not something that happens overnight. But you did okay. mention something earlier that jumped out at me. And you, you mentioned the comment of people-pleasing. Yeah. And, you know, there's a you know, book that came out, I think it was in 2001, Disease to Please. Yes. And I read that book. Actually, I read it during my, um, my little end of year holiday. And it, it, it hit me. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, when you get that awareness of self and you realize, all right, I'm, I found a new ingredient to what led up to my burnout. Yeah, it really hit home, and I see that a lot with with people that burn out. They tend to be those that want to please people, um, either from getting the positive affirmation, or maybe they grew up in an environment where there was a lot of you know narcissism or codependency mm-hmm. or you name it, all kinds of different challenges, and or a type A personality that unfortunately got addicted to all the accolades. So mm-hmm. you, you keep doing it because you want those accolades, but you're not, you're not taking the time to actually enjoy life because you're yep. so busy just working. And when I you know, work with people, uh, especially you know, executives or managers that are you know, putting in insane hours at work, you know, I, I tell them, I said, do you have you know, pictures of your kids, if they have children, on your desk? 
And, and oftentimes they'll say, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, I do. I said, well, what I want you to do is figure out a way to spend more time looking at them face to face instead of looking at five-year-old pictures of them. Yeah. And that gets their attention a little bit. So I'm telling you, you blink and your first child you bring home, next thing you know, they're about ready to graduate university. They've got their driver's license. They're going to move to New York. And you barely know them. And you're like, how? Wait a minute. How, How can that be? Or, you know, you know, and this is a funny thing too, I know how quickly time flies. I was in Chicago speaking on a physician burnout um, topic uh, at a healthcare conference. And I'd lived in Chicago for about six years. So I, I flipped on the news to turn it on. And, you know, I see some similar news reporters and anchors and all that. But they're 20 years older. And it really messed with my brain for a moment because I'm like, what in the world happened to them? And I realized I left 20 years ago. That's what happened to them. They got older. Take a look in the mirror, Mike. Guess what? So did you. It's like crap, you know? Yeah. And, and, and but your brain for some reason, you know, time passes, but there's certain elements of things where you're like, no time. And that can't be possible that 20 years have passed but you look and you know well what do you know who knows and the funny part at least for me i'm also a parent of young adults the challenge is if you don't stop to pay attention to what's happening now you're going to look back and then have regrets i don't want to have regrets so I was trying to juggle the good time with the kids, the quality time with the friends, the good performance with the work. So you're trying to take everything on and thinking that you can't carry it all. But then at one point, it's just like, it's not. It's still only 24 hours in a day. So you have to make priorities and stick to it. So my burnout allowed me to actually, okay, this is it need to figure out what's important for me, need to figure out what legacy I want to leave with my kids. I don't want them to, to say, just say, yes, my mom had a job that was demanding and we barely saw her. I want them to say, I have a great relationship with. So for that, I had to invest. And it's this part where it's the same thing at work. If you want to have a great relationship at work, you don't want to be at work with your colleagues and all we do is complain about the insanity of the pace. We have to stop, look at the pace, figure out what we need to improve that pace and make it work for everybody. Because what you realize, and we sometimes forget, what I'm feeling when I'm over under pressure for everything at work is chances are if I'm feeling it, other people's are feeling it too. And if we're all feeling pressed and stressed, guess what? No one is performing the way they should. So what do we need to do about that? So for me, when I'm at work and same thing when I'm at home, it's all about the collective. How do we get to the best result possible? And do I recognize the trends that we're setting, both for our employees and our organization? And is it sustainable? Because if we all drop, 
Lord forbid we all drop at the same time. We can't provide the service. We can't provide the programs, whatever it is that we're meant to, to deliver on. So that's part of our responsibility as leaders within our organization. That's so crucial. And you even said it at the onset when you said, take care of your people. And I know a lot of people and organizations say, you know, the customer comes first, the client comes first. I'm a strong advocate. No, your people come first. If you take care of your people that are working with you and for you and your organization, they will take care, <laughs> they will take care of the customers or the clients Absolutely. better than they would have before. And That's if, definitely. You're, if you're burning out your staff, they're going to leave. And we're seeing it um, just with statistics of how many people are, are leaving jobs at a rapid pace because there's other jobs available. We're in a, a pro-employee environment in most markets right now where mm -hmm. people can pick up and leave at a moment's notice. And with you know freelancing and everything else, you know, the war for talent, you know, to find yeah. good talented people is getting hard. And if your organization is made up of CEOs that will say, no, we're not going to have you work on Christmas Day and Boxing Day. Americans, I'll explain Boxing Day in a moment. Uh, but um, do not, you know, he sends out a memo or she sends out a memo saying, do not work Christmas Day or Boxing Day. But then the Friday before sends out this project that is due on the 28th and yeah. it takes three days to do it. Do the math, people. Yeah. Those people are going to be working on Christmas Day and Boxing Day to get that done. Uh, and it's about walking the, uh, the talks. It, you can't just tell people to not do and then you're, you're uh, doing yourself. So it has to be, uh, you have to be a model of the behavior you want to uh, put into your structure. So that means if I say nobody works, me too doesn't work. And if I don't want to work, I have to ensure them too are able to have time off. So it's how do I plan and anticipate so that we're, we get better at it. What I often say is that as a society, we have invested a lot of time and energy in teaching people how to do, but not how to be. So we're in the work environment and the bigger challenge I see is people are so busy doing that they're not even recognizing the portion that is the being, the interaction with the others, the friction we are creating, the all of those lack of connection that we have because we're so busy doing. But in terms of customer service, in terms of employee engagement, the how to be is huge because otherwise people don't want to stay with you within your company. Yeah, it's spot on. And when organizations take care of their people and create the environment where burnout is a lot harder to happen, um, mm -hmm. it, 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 from the long-term standpoint, the organization and your employees will be better off. So Paula, I've enjoyed our conversation today. Uh, we could probably talk about this subject for weeks, uh, but, uh, and we can always do that again. But uh, where can people find out more about you and the awesome work that you're doing? Uh, there's always my website where you can go at paulaalphonse.com. I also have a few tools online that are av available and that's on the website that, uh, that is called uh, My Best Life Right Now. I can send you the detail after for, for you to uh, put with the, the notes. But uh, for me, at the bottom, what I want people to understand is be you, just be you, your authentic self, and follow your passion. If you do this, 
wherever you go, it's going to be uh, that environment where I feel like I contribute and that I can do it with a lighter weight. But if I don't, then it feels like everything is hard and I'm struggling. And then after that, you find yourself going towards burnout because I'm trying to either impress, I'm trying to be someone else and it's not working. So for me, when I look at uh, whether burnout or whether your journey, whatever your journey is, it's about knowing yourself, what matters to you and how do I establish the priorities and the boundaries so that life is something I want to live through rather than run through. Because trying to do things on the get busy so that I can enjoy life later on retirement or whichever, guess what? Life is going to catch you way before you uh, actually reach that stage if you're not paying attention. So, that's yeah. awesome. That's, that's, so, that's so awesome. And audience, I'll have all that information in the show notes as well. And thank you again, Paula, for being on the show. Appreciate you and the awesome work you're doing. It's always good to have a, a partner in crime in the world to, to do everything we can to you know, tell people you know, that they don't have to be burned out. Um, they make no. the right choices and... Um, their life will be better because of it. And it's on a day-to-day basis. Every single choice you make every single day will determine what your future will be. But in that conversation, you'll have to understand if I want something different, if what I'm doing right now is not working, then I need to make a different choice, not keep doing and hope something in the universe, in the atmosphere will change. So yeah, to me, it's know thyself and apply self-care on a daily basis. And that usually helps you forward. Here, here. So awesome. So awesome. So until next time, everybody, be well. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst-case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get as a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.